Hi, welcome to my podcast where I talk about all the things. Truth, I have absolutely no idea what I am doing, but I think you're going to like it here. So take a seat, grab a coffee, and just hear me out. Good morning! Welcome back to my podcast. How is everyone doing? How are we feeling? Are we good? I am I'm doing pretty well. I had a pretty good sleep last night, so that's always a positive. Um, no tossing and turning or weird stress dreams, <laughs> which is pretty on brand for me. It's officially spring. I'm in Los Angeles, and while it does get a little cooler at night, um, the weather changes here are never super drastic. Uh, we definitely don't have traditional seasons. Um, but that being said, I really do love the cooler weather. I'm able to use my heated blanket at night still, so <laughs> that's nice. So something my family and I have been doing throughout this whole quarantine um, pandemic time is watching movies. Um, we watched movies before the pandemic, but I think it's just been more of a more of a constant during the pandemic, um, just because we've all been home and there's not much else to do. Uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, we started this thing where we had like a movie jar, we called it. And we had this little jar and we'd all put in a couple movies every single, I don't know, every so often, basically. We'd put in a couple movies, so we'd get like two movies each. So we'd put them in, we'd fold them up, and then whenever we decided to do a movie night, we would roll a dice. We all were assigned numbers and we would pick, um... Whoever, how did it work? Whoever picks, whosever number was picked got to pick the movie out of the jar. And you couldn't see it, but we just wanted to take turns. Anyway, so that's how we would watch movies because we're a very opinionated family and we all have different tastes. And that allowed us each to have our own taste in movies picked and watched. Um, anyway, so that movie jar thing has kind of ended recently because everyone's busy. My dad's working and my siblings are in school. So it's been, we've been watching less movies, but we have been watching movies. It's just been more split up. Like like my siblings and I will watch a movie and, you know, my parents won't really pay attention or whatever. Anyway, there are two movies out recently on Netflix, two documentaries that we wanted to watch that we thought we could all kind of watch. So we watched those. We didn't do the movie jar, but we actually agreed on these movies. Last weekend, we watched Operation Varsity Blues, The College Admission Scandal, which is a Netflix documentary um, about the 2019 college scandal. And if you haven't heard of it, which I think it was kind of the top news story for a while there but it's basically a bunch of rich people celebrities ceos um wall street guys uh hired a man named rick singer to help them get into college to help them to help their children get into college um and on the surface he was like this college counselor guy but the truth of the matter was that he was illegally getting these kids into school through this side door method anyway basically these parents would pay him a couple hundred thousand dollars and he would bribe coaches to let them in or he would have test scores altered so he would literally these kids would go into these tests and like think they were taking the test and then this guy would like change his answers basically dramatic scandal they, and these kids were like he, they were trying to get into like usc and god there was a bunch of like colleges involved but um i can't remember anyone other than usc but yeah they were getting into like these big schools that a lot of kids work really hard to get into i mean throughout the documentary they're showing um clips of like real real students that people had sent in or collected like crying when they don't get into the college they want and so you know we i mean a separate issue but we like put way too much like pressure on children and not children but teen i mean children too because we're putting all this pressure on kids when they're in middle school about how what college they go to i mean i remember being in 
ninth grade and getting bad grades in math and science and feeling like, based on what teachers had told me my entire childhood, I wouldn't like go to college or get to go to college because of my grades. And that's insane. Like I went to CSUN. I went to a state college. It wasn't crazy. It was not super expensive. Um, I traveled back and forth. I lived at home. And even then, like even being in college and saying I went to CSUN, I felt like there were times, depending on who I was talking to, like I felt not embarrassed by that, but like, oh, I, I felt like I always had to doubt, oh, I didn't get into like, you know, I don't want to, I didn't want to go to those schools, but it's like, I didn't really have an interest, to be honest. I wanted to stay close to home and I studied film, so I didn't feel, but even with film, like I think people, you know, USC has a really good film program and there's like this, I don't know, idea that I didn't get a good enough education at some state school because I wasn't at like one of these top name schools, which I just think is crazy. And I think we, again, I just think we put so much pressure on people and truthfully, unless you're going to be a doctor or a lawyer, I have never been in a conversation with anyone in my life, except for when I was applying to schools or like just got in and people wanted to know where I was going. But those are always parents. So I guess it doesn't really count. I've never been in a conversation with people my age in my work life or, you know, social life where someone has asked me, where did you go to school? Because no one really cares. I just think it's sad and really, I think it's really fucked up that these, that there are women of color who get arrested for sending their children to better schools that maybe aren't in their school district. But then you have these rich white people, these rich white parents who make excuses and feel like this is what everyone does because in their circle, everyone does this. And then they get caught and they go off with a few months in prison probably really freaking nice prisons and fines that barely dent their bank accounts. They're going to be fine. And they don't seem to have any regret, remorse. I don't know. I just think it's so frustrating. I think it's just such a double standard. I mean, these kids that these parents are doing, like they're well off financially. I mean, you know, um, Olivia Jade, daughter of actress Lori Loughlin. Um, I think that's how you say her name. I don't know. You know, she, her mom was involved in the scandal too. And, and she was an up and coming, you know, celebrity. She was on YouTube. She had brand deals. She had makeup. And in several videos, she said she didn't want to go to college. And then her parents are like, no, you have to go to college because we didn't go to college. This whole thing happens, this whole scandal, and it's discovered. And now she's lost like a bunch of partnerships and a bunch of sponsors. And I'm not saying, oh, poor her, but it's just like, why are we, why are we taking spots away from kids? who have spent years and years and years trying to get there for kids that don't even want to be there. It's like a status, I don't know. Ugh, it just drives me nuts. I just don't understand. I think it's just so, we have access to education in America that people in other countries don't have. And I think making people feel bad for not going to a specific school because of, I don't know, I feel like because of bragging rights, ultimately, it was just really heartbreaking to watch this documentary and see these students who really wanted to get into these schools burst into tears because everything they've been working for since they were 10 years old, probably, doesn't happen. And then you have these kids who don't even care who are lying to get in and saying they're soccer players when they're not. Makes me frustrated. Anyway, that whole long rant for the fact that you should watch that documentary because it's really good. When you're done with that, you should watch the last blockbuster documentary that's also on Netflix, which is like sad because, you know, blockbuster's pretty much closed, but it's actually like a really uplifting um, documentary because it's basically about the last blockbuster, which is still 
open, still up and running, um, and is in Bend, Oregon, which no idea where that is. Um, but it's just, I don't know, it's wild to think that there was once 9,000 something blockbuster stores and we're now we're down to one. Um, and it's just like the woman who works there, the, the manager of it is so sweet. She, you know, hires all the high school kids in their small town and she's just, if there was going to be one blockbuster left to get all this attention, like I'm just glad it's hers because she seems really you know, she's been working there for years and she said she's not leaving until the store does. So I just think it's really, I don't know, it's cool, you know, getting all this attention now and people are like traveling from all over the world. Like, I mean, obviously I don't think now during COVID, but people were traveling all over the world to see this blockbuster, to see this lot. Like it just, that's insane. I don't know. I remember going to blockbuster. Uh, my grandma lived in Chicago and when I was younger, we would go visit her and there was a grocery store in the same little strip mall as a blockbuster so we'd go to the grocery store and then we'd go it was like my and my sister's big treat to go to blockbuster after and i don't know i just remember walking in and we'd like run around and like not run around but like you know we'd run to like this kids section and look at all the movies and they're all on display and you get to like touch them and and we'd we'd pick out um i think we each would get to pick out like one so we'd pick out one and we'd have to watch it and then we'd have to return it and we can get another one but yeah i think we i think we typically went for a lot of like disney movies i don't really remember i do know we watched a lot of Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen movies, like the ones when they were little kids. Anyway, so if you want a more uplifting documentary to follow the college admission scandal one, highly check, uh, highly recommend checking that one out too. So I've also been reading a lot and I'm trying to stay on top of my reading more. I, um, I, my sister, uh, showed me this app called Goodreads and so you basically can set like a reading goal for the year and then like track the books you read and so I made my goal this year 24 books which seems like not that many compared to my sister's goal of like 70 but here's the thing I'm a slow reader and I've never read 24 books in a year that I can remember so this is like a deal you know it's it's important to me to do um anyway I am like almost to my like on track to finish my goal um i'm on book five and i have until the end of the month to read book six but i'm almost done with book five i should be finishing it today and then i can read my next book um i finally finished michelle obama's book uh becoming which people are embarrassing but i started it last year in the summer honestly like i was i was doing the audio i was gonna read it and then i saw and then i decided michelle obama reads the audiobook so i was gonna listen to it because her voice just is soothing <laughs> um and Oh, it was so good. I don't know what took me so long. I think I was just, I got sidetracked with like books I was reading and listening to an audiobook when you're not leaving your house is hard because I have to like be doing things while I'm listening. So I have to be like washing dishes or, you know, folding laundry. Um, I can't just sit and like listen to it because I just get distracted and I zone out. Uh, and I haven't really been going anywhere. So I don't really have the luxury of just listening to it in my car, which I guess I could just drive around and listen to a book, but I'm not going to do that. So anyway, it's really, really good. Um, I feel like I'm best friends with her now. I don't know. She just seems so humble and so down to earth. And she just has such a really cool story. Her whole, her whole thing. I just love so much like how like her marriage and her, um, you know, family. I think they're all really cute. She says it in the end of her book, but I, you know, they spent, the Republican party spent four years trying to find a scandal on them. And I just love so much that there was nothing, that they were just so chill. I recommend listening to it and I recommend listening to it now, um, especially because I started it last year before we had elected Biden. Towards the end of her book, she talks about, you know, 46 winning back in 2016 and just like her emotions around that and how devastated she was. Um, and I just think I would have had a really different reaction listening to that book had I not 
known that Biden was going to win, you know, like listening to it and finishing it at the end of last year. So listening to it now, knowing that Biden is president makes me feel better. Um, I don't know. It's just such an inspiring story. Um, I laughed. I would be washing dishes, just like sobbing, um, listening to her talk. I also kept pressing pause like every five minutes to share the stories with my mom and my sister as if they can't just read it themselves. But, you know, I needed them to know. I needed to share to share every detail that I was learning. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think reading is really important and I've just I've been not a great reader. I've been better in the last couple of years, but trying to be even better. I think it's just great cuz like, you know, books allow for imagination and I think, you know, being a an aspiring writer, um you need to read in order to be able to to write, I think. I think I mean, you don't need to be, but I think that I think that to be a good writer, you have to be able to get lost in your imagination because that's what writing is, you know, getting lost in your own thoughts um, and ideas. Plus, books are fun. I love books when you can't stop turning the page, you know? I feel like those are good. I also really love, like, autobiographies and stuff too, but... Anyway, enough about books and movies. So exciting news. So about a week and a half ago, I got my first dose of the COVID vaccine. Um, saying that out loud is wild. You know, I've talked about being a uh, type 1 diabetic on this podcast before and, and being high risk has just put such an extra layer of stress on myself and my family. And I think that, you know, this has been a long time coming. I mean, it hasn't because vaccines take years and this, you know, we were able to get this done in, in a year. And that's because of, you know, amazing scientists and, and, and money and funding. Um, it, it felt really, um... I got the vaccine the day after the year anniversary of being in quarantine and I don't know I just I'm, I'm really one to like put a lot of meaning into like dates and certain days and anniversaries and stuff like that and so I just feel like it was just a special moment um right now me getting the vaccine won't change a whole lot until my family's vaccinated but for myself for myself it just allows me to feel safer I have been doing um telehealth endocrinologist appointments and I need to get blood work done. So having the vaccine just gives me a little bit of extra um, peace of mind when I go into this appointment and and take care of that. I'm just, I'm glad. I'm glad people are getting vaccinated. I hope that when it's your turn to get vaccinated, you, you do so. Um, it'll help us all get back to some sort of sense of normalcy. Um, I get my next dose, my second dose of Pfizer uh, at the beginning of April, the first week of April. So a little over a week-ish. I think um and I'm really grateful I'm very excited uh I am like low-key anxious about the symptoms they say there's more after the second dose but ultimately I will take it I will take it all if it means protection from COVID thank goodness for science and scientists and doctors and um Dolly Parton anyways I think that's it for today Thank you so much for listening. I'm really excited to be back and to have this new schedule. I think it's it's been working out really well for me. Um, I'm curious as to what people are watching and reading, so please share with me over on Instagram. Um, I will be posting a Saturday Stories episode next week, and then I will be back on Friday the following week with another podcast. Keep wearing those masks. Please keep social distancing, and please stay safe. I'll see you all soon. Bye. And that's it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in and hearing me out. If you want to chat more and get updates on future episodes, come find me over on Instagram at justhearmeout.pod. If you like what you heard today, I would be so grateful if you'd share this podcast and be sure to tag me. And if you don't want to miss an upcoming episode, be sure to subscribe wherever it is that you get your podcast fix. 
Thanks again for tuning in and I'll see you next week.